Howdy, 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 and welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie, joined here by one of the best men that I know. And uh, we've, we have a great show jam-packed full of uh, Aggie sports and country and Texas music-related information for your enjoyment. And on the topic of best men, Colin over there, he's, uh, he's going to be my best man at my wedding coming up June 3rd. It's gonna it's gonna be a good time. Uh, fun fact: I actually chose two best men, so I guess technically he's like co-best men. But you know, the glasses just say best man. So, yeah. um, <laughs> if you've if you've been watching or listening to our show for a while, uh, Tyler Hansen, he's the other one, and uh, he's another he's the unfortunate Razorback friend that we have, and uh, another another guest we've had on a few times, but. Uh, Joey Mungo is another guest we've had on a few times. He's another groomsman in the wedding. Uh, he'll be he'll be there as well. So shout out to those guys. We just had the bachelor party. Um, I think it was last weekend, right? Uh, we were over at Lake Charles, uh, Louisiana, at the Golden Nugget for a couple days. Lots of consumption of delicious beverages. If any of those delicious beverages would like to sponsor the show, that would be pretty cool. Uh, but we gambled quite a bit. Wedding coming up. Uh, we lost some money gambling. So, you know, sponsors would be great at this time. If anyone out there is looking to sponsor the podcast, we could use the extra funding because, you know, I'm, I'm getting married and that costs money. And also, I lost money gambling. And also, like, podcasting equipment and promotion can cost money too. So, sponsor us. Woo! Sponsor us, cause yeah. Throw this out there. If the Golden Nugget would like to sponsor us, that would yeah, that would, that be, would be amazing. That that would that would actually be the best thing ever. I mean, we know. we sponsored. We, we threw the Golden Nugget a bow. We we gave them lots of money. I think they <laughs> some of the love back. Yeah. So you know, Tillman Fertita, if if you're out there, <laughs> you know, give it give shoot us an email. Uh, RedDirtAggieShow at gmail That's where you can contact us if you're interested in partnering, being a guest, uh, sponsoring us, or you just want to. Send us memes. Everyone over here likes memes. I know Colin likes memes. I like memes. I'm pretty sure everyone does. Uh, so I don't know anyone yeah. that does. Yeah, I don't really know anyone that doesn't like memes. But uh, if anyone's looking to sponsor us, we could use the extra funding. All donations at this time would go into different ways to funding or donations, sponsorships, whatever, would go into um, different ways to make the show better. Everything from new equipment, like this stuff that we got, uh, courtesy of Heritage Pools great guys over there um but yeah we also want to make merch in the future we want to make show themed items all sorts of cool promotional things so yeah on that note though uh i was looking back and the last episode of release was way back on may 10th so i want to apologize for delay and dropping this one had to take a break from podcasting for a tiny bit Gotta it was a great episode out. though i have to say it was it was a pretty great episode guess. yeah because you know we had colin over there and he was there and I, I personally had to say it was a pretty solid episode. This one's going to be as well. But um, had to take a break for a while from podcasting just to get things squared away for the wedding. And then we had, the, of course, we had the bachelor party trip as well. But super excited, excited to be marrying the love of my life, Carolina, aka Caroline. 
big fan and supporter of the show. She comments on like all the videos and stuff too, so you've probably seen her like in the comments if you watch. But she's the biggest supporter, so thank you, thank you to her for the bottom of my heart. I love her and can't wait to get married. So hopefully you watch this one, Caroline, because I gave you a shout out. <laughs> While the wedding is amazing and wonderful, it means we'll be taking some more time off from podcasting though for new episodes. But we'll be back uh, probably end of June, near the end of June after the honeymoon. So. Uh, be sure just to in time for the our... Omaha preview. Absolutely, which we're go- we're going. Might as well. We're going to Omaha. It's happening. Um, I'm manifesting it. It's going to happen. Uh, and that's we're going to get into sports now. I think we gotta, I think we should go ahead and jump into sports. But stay tuned to all our social media. We'll let you know when new episodes are coming. And of course, we'll still be providing updates via those as well. Um, but we'll go ahead and we'll jump into sports. We'll start with football. Uh, uh, Colin, you told me the Aggie football game times have been announced, right? So why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What, All right, so ESPN, so, so ESPN released their uh, their game times for the the first three weeks of the football season. So the uh, the first game opening up on September second against New Mexico is going to be at seven o'clock against ESPN, and that's a win for everybody because if anyone's planning on yeah. going to that game, uh, you know it's. Not super pleasant all the time to have a day game the first week of September in College Station, Texas. It's going to be hot. So. The Swamp Ass is going to be kicking. <laughs> so, yes. So, that 7 p.m.? Swamp Ass during the tailgate, but at least the game the game is at 7 o'clock. It'll be a, a cool 92 degrees by that point. So. Yeah, and, uh, you know, more time to consume beverages before the game as well is always a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with it being 7 p.m., uh, you know, you hope that it's not a trap game, <laughs> but we we do tend to struggle in that first game sometimes. But I think everyone kind of does week one uh, out of the gate. So you know, just hopefully you don't make too big of mistakes and let New Mexico hang around. But um, yeah, any comments on that one? <laughs> game wise, um, after week two of last season, I will be reserving my comments. That is a wise choice. I made some bold claims prior to that game that should not be named. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I've learned my lesson. Yeah. <laughs> but uh looks like uh, the second game, 2.30 p.m. on uh, ABC against Miami. ABC uh, call- will soon be part of the SEC broadcasting package after this next season. Yeah. No more CBS. I think big I'm looking forward CBS. to some night games with Kirk Herbstreet on the call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, do, do we like Kirk Herbstreit again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like Kirk Herbstreit, the broadcaster. He's the best broadcaster. Yeah. Kirk uh, Herbstreit, the morning pregame show host, has some questionable opinions sometimes. He's a homer for sure. But broadcasting-wise, he's the best. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and I might be <laughs> – I actually – I enjoy the CBS broadcast a lot, actually. Uh, like as far as from – now I know like they're they're older and they say like some questionable things sometimes um, on the broadcast, but like they've been like the sound that you've heard for so long that it's just like soothing. They have the best pre They have the they have the best uh, song, sports song, like everything. <laughs> in all of sports. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna be really sad to see that go to the Big Ten to to you know be the Purdue versus Illinois soundtrack in the future. 
And I mean, say what you will about you know how long, <laughs> how much longer those games are with the commercial breaks and everything, but the yeah, that was angles, angles, cool. Yeah, I, I like it's, it's a great broadcast. It's a yeah. great, it's a great theme, but it takes an hour longer than all the other games. Yeah, but but it's worth it, right? I mean, if it's a big game, I think it's worth it for the the, the angles and the presentation. It's it's remarkable. Maybe cut down on the commercials, but everything else is pretty spectacular from that you get you, it's just so much more hype especially the C, the rare cbs night game uh those are always fun which the i believe, alabama special i think in alabama cut the C, well it'll be on the last CBS. two years yeah it, probably this year too um i don't know is it have they announced that yet they haven't announced it yet but I, I could see that I one go into tuscaloosa for the tennessee game for the tennessee alabama yeah, game that's true that's going to be another big one this year. But then again, you know, we're going to start off the year 5-0 and going into that week, so. <laughs> oh, so we're not reserving comments anymore. <laughs> no. Or just on specific games, right? <laughs> I'm drinking out of my maroon Kool-Aid chalice, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, shout out to Josh Pate on his, in his mini chalices. Yeah. Uh, this one has got uh, Gonzaga basketball legend Admon Gilder. <laughs> But yeah, yeah we, but yeah we uh we may be Aggie graduates, but um, or we may have graduated went to A and M for undergrad, but we got our graduate degrees from Pate State. <laughs> go Freights. Um, <laughs> go Freights. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the other one that was announced, three p.m. on SEC Network against Louisiana Monroe. Uh, looks like, and then the Abilene Christian game is going to be. And then it's the game everyone's looking forward to. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And uh, Colin made some concerning comments regarding that game. Do you, do you want to share anything? <laughs> oh, I think the concerning comment was that you thought that Abilene Christian was a trap game. Well, it's – I don't – I don't know. I, maybe not that one. But I think – I was talking more about Louisiana Monroe, but I kind of put on the Google Doc, I put it below Abilene Christian, which might have been a mistake. Uh, but but you never know. I mean, after I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count any team out again beating us ever again because you know App State. But I will count Abilene Christian out. I'll say okay. it. All right, he's calling a shot. We're beating Abilene Christian by ninety. <laughs> <laughs> ninety one. Oh, all righty. Well, well, that's fourteen uh, touchdowns. Uh, fourteen. You, you, th- you think we're gonna miss an extra point? <laughs> I'm saying we're gonna score 14 touchdowns and win 91 to nothing. That was some quick math. I'm I'm impressed. Did you learn that at Pate State or uh, A&M? <laughs> uh, A&M. Yeah. I, I I remember my my statistics class I took junior year. <laughs> well, uh, Aggie baseball. Let, let's talk baseball now. They finally learned how to pitch uh, when we got into the SEC tournament with some some one hitters. Uh, what do you see from Aggie baseball lately? Uh, what did you see in the tournament? Well, in the tournament, we actually knew how to pitch. In the regular yeah. season, we did not know how to pitch. Our, that, our, that was a big Our ERA in the SEC, or during the SEC play, was over seven. And we went 33 straight games. And that includes the midweek games against the, like, you know, against, like, Rice and Incarnate yeah. Word and these other schools. 33 straight games without a win, without a starter recording a win. So we couldn't have any starter who make it five innings and hold the lead. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Really and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we've got random guys coming out of the bullpen, 
throw in uh, throw in one hitters or we had a, we, had yeah. a, we had like a our uh, starting pitchers had an ERA of around two versus an ERA of around seven. Well, you know, it, it happens. Uh, it, it seems to always happen around that time. There's there's that one team that <laughs> hasn't really done much all year, and they, they get hot at the right time. And you saw it with Ole Miss last year, and you see what happened with them. Maybe maybe we could be like that. <laughs> well, even it's I mean, even like last year, we started out we were terrible at our non-conference. We dropped that yeah. series to pin, and then we got in the conference play, and just all of a sudden turned it on in conference play. This year, it took us a little bit longer, to, longer. To, to, to turn it on, but, you know, Schloss got it figured out. Yeah, we, we learned how to pitch. I mean, yeah. we, we went from being borderline in a regional to, to a two-seed. Yeah, I think we, <laughs> we – I saw the projections, Kendall Rogers, ever, all the, the, the pundits were had us. They had us as in after the, after the regular season was over, but we were still right. on the bubble, and if – yeah. If there had been some ups, if we had lost our first game in the SEC tournament, and then there had been some upsets uh, in some of the other conference tournaments, we could have been out. But yeah, we I, and if we had the the whammy wagon, and I guess the the, the whammy wagon just uh, turned the whole season around, got us got well, us all the way to the finals in in Hoover. So I have a question about the whammy wagon. If they stole it from a hotel does that break the aggie honor code of don't lie cheat or steal or is it more of like a borrowing situation <laughs> and they're gonna return it <laughs> well, I don't, you're, I don't, you're throwing out these allegations i mean who's saying who's saying that we didn't purchase it you don't know it i mean that's that is very true that is very true everything you're saying uh, is yeah. allegedly yeah it's all it's all allegedly you're a lawyer you know the right phrases yeah. to use <laughs> yeah. our baseball team is innocent until proven guilty Exactly, because that's how we do it in America. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and it looks like we'll be in uh, the Stanford Regional, correct? Correct. There will be some late nights this weekend. Yeah, with like first pitches like nine p.m. and later, for sure. Yeah. Nine p.m. Have... Assuming assuming the first game doesn't run late and push the start yes. time back. Yeah. Well. Uh, have to find some time to, to watch those. Hopefully I can uh, manage, manage to watch the one the night before my wedding. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, why don't, why don't you give us a little preview of, uh, of our opponents coming up in that, that um, in our bracket. Who, who are we looking at? How they how they've been playing this year? I know we obviously Stanford's there and who else? So our first game, we got the three seed in the regional was Cal State Fullerton. Cal State Fullerton got the uh, got the auto bid from the Big West Conference, but technically they didn't even win the Big West or the Big West tournament. It's actually uh, UC San Diego won that conference, but they're uh, they're in their third year, moving up from D two to D one, so they're actually still ineligible. So huh. the second place team. Cal I always State thought that was a weird rule. Yeah, I think the intent of the rule is they don't want like strong D two teams to like move up for one or two years, and then just immediately move down once their good players graduate. It's something with that, but it 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 seems to uh, I mean a, a, lot, a lot of teams that should have been deserving of postseason spots like uh, like like James Madison should have been able to go to a bowl game this year. Yeah, but uh, like... but they 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 tend to get uh, get a short end of the stick there. Yeah. But uh, but. Cal State Fullerton. Oh, actually, I think the um, 
in basketball this year. Uh, yeah, there was a team. Was that that? Uh, oh, the one team that like that that random New Jersey, but like this year's random New Jersey school mm-hmm. that got really good. That were yeah. for one game, I guess. I can't remember which. Yeah, they pulled off like a huge upset, and then I think they even won one more. Yeah, game. they they actually shouldn't have been in the tournament. But they shouldn't either, have but, been there. Yeah. But I yeah, they lost that. to a team that was ineligible because <laughs> of that rule. But uh, anyways, Cal State Fullerton got ended up with the the auto bid because they they finished second place in the Big West, mm-hmm. and this is their first trip to the NCAA tournament since 2018. Okay. But they are a storied program. That uh, full right, Cal State Fullerton's actually made 18 uh, trips to Omaha for the College World Series, and they ha- and they do have four national titles in program history, with their last title being in 2004. And, Seems uh, like those uh, those those big baseball programs. <laughs> it's it's always California, Texas, or Florida. <laughs> well, yeah, it's always it's always on the West Coast or the South because yeah. that's what the good weather is. When the season starts in February, it puts it puts <laughs> the rest cold. of the country at, at a disadvantage. Yeah. You know, a lot of the, the Big Ten schools and those Midwestern schools, they have to play the first month and a half of the of the season on the road most of the time. Yeah. So a lot of those guys don't even get home games until conference play starts. It's true. <laughs> So I wonder how it's going to impact the USC and UCLA baseball programs when they move to the Big Ten. Yeah, that's true. But anyways, we're, we're talking about, uh, about Aggie baseball here and previewing the regional. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to the important teams. So anyways, <laughs> uh, so Cal State, they, they uh, finished 33-21 and 21 on the year. They had a 274 batting average, and a, their ERA was 472, which was, uh, I think, 63rd in the country. And uh, their their play, uh, the, the way they play is kind of like an old school uh, West Coast offense. So they play a lot of small ball. They've got a, a 38 sacrifice hits. So they don't you know, they they don't hit for power. They the play power kind of a different the, style than a lot of the, the a lot of the SEC schools that uh, that we've been playing. So is like there like, do they have a lot of speed too? Would you say then too? They've got a lot of speed. They're uh, they're good de- um, defensively. You know, they'll try to they'll 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 make you make mistakes. They're they're not just gonna go for an all or nothing home run or strikeout. They're not uh, they're not like my beloved uh, so, Joey Gallo style of baseball. So you gotta play good like fundamental baseball against them basically because if you make a mistake they're gonna make you pay for it <laughs> kind of situation. But, yeah, exactly. But ultimately they're they they wouldn't have made the tournament without getting the auto bid. They're a team. Yeah. You know, they'll be a tough out, but they're they're someone that we should beat. Yeah, we, we shouldn't have an issue. We should but, beat them. <laughs> the, the big the big challenge this regional after we beat Cal State Fullerton on Friday night I'm calling my shot and I'm also knocking on wood because I'm not going to be the cheeks um, but it's going to be Stanford so Stanford was the number 8 national seed and they're, uh, they've been a powerhouse in baseball for a while so this, this is actually the 5th straight year that they've hosted a regional and uh, last year and in 2021 they've uh, so the last 2 years they've made the trip to Omaha and they were the they were the regular season uh, champion in the back in the Pac-12, and they uh, they finished five games ahead of everyone else of the uh, second place in the Pac-12 standing. And uh, they'll they'll be a difficult opponent, but the Aggies are battle tested because I don't know if you saw the stat, but uh, the SEC, which only has fourteen teams, had eight has eight teams hosting regionals. So yeah, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> so even a team in the bottom half of the conference is in the top 16 in the country. 
So. Yeah, it, it's it's really not fair <laughs> to everyone else. Well, and it's, and it, I don't know, because it's like um, we beat up, they beat up on each other all the year too. So you, you really don't even know how good some of these teams are until they go and play other teams, and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Well, yeah, so uh, Stanford is kind of an opposite. Uh, they're a little different of a, a little bit more of an SEC style than the than I would say it, uh, yeah. how Fortin plays. So their uh, their team's batting average is three seventeen, which I think the Aggies batting average is only about like two seventy something. Yeah, but their uh, their their weakness is pitching, which I know I know we're gonna get into how uh, our we've kind of gotten into it a little bit earlier in the show. Our weakness, how, our weakness pitching is pitching, before. but. So Stanford's pitching staff has a 5.99 ERA. So that's uh, what's ours so, looking like? I mean, uh, I think ours was like a 5.62 ERA, but in yeah. SEC play it was about like a 7.37 ERA. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully we lowered probably lowered it a little bit in the tournament. <laughs> uh, we definitely lowered it in the tournament. <laughs> Even just those, yeah, like we remembered how to pitch when we got to the tournament. Yeah, I mean that's. That it, it it's gonna be a tale of we're gonna have to see which which pitching staff shows up <laughs> the, the one that the one that doesn't allow hits or the one that does allow hits. <laughs> and that, one player to watch out for on Stanford is Albert Rios. He's the he was the Pac-12 Player of the Year this year. He's a he's their catcher. He's a junior on the team, and he he kind of just came out of nowhere this year. I think I I, I was uh, reading uh, reading about him earlier. He played in. Uh, he only played in seven games last year for Stanford. <laughs> oh, and then out of nowhere, there's dudes. Oh my goodness. He's hitting 400 on the season. Good well, he's lord. Insane. <laughs> he just, might just need to walk him. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the, uh, the the four seed in our region is uh, San Jose State. San Jose State started off the year poorly. I think they they actually their uh, the their overall record was only 22 and 28. But oh, they did win seven out of their ten, uh, seven out of their uh, last ten games, and they did finish eighteen and eleven in conference play. So they're, you know, they're they they're another one that we, that we, we should we, sh- uh, we should be able to beat. Shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, and then how did they? So they had like a poor record, but they won their conference tournament, didn't they? Is it how they got in? To the- they did. And they 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 went. They had a winning record in conference play, so they. I think they played a little bit more of a challenging non-conference schedule and then kind of turned it around. Which has which has happened before. I mean, I think uh, I want to say it was 2008. Uh, Fresno State they had a they had a losing record all regular season, got hot, won the Mountain West Con- Mountain West tournament, and they actually ended up winning uh, winning the College World Series despite going into the tournament with a losing record. So it, it has happened. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You just, you just never know when these, if a team gets hot at the right time. When you have tournaments like this, same thing with March Madness or just anything like that, where it's a whole new season when you get to the postseason. So, well, especially something like baseball. I mean, you get, you yeah. get your pitching staff hot, like the Aggies have now. You you can ride that. You can ride that a long way. <laughs> you could ride the whammy wagon all the way to Omaha. Oh, and speak, <laughs> speaking of losing records, since we brought since uh, since we brought that up. Did you, uh, did you see how uh, how Tulane made the tournament this year? Yeah, they did make the tournament. They're, uh, they they finished the year nineteen and forty. So did they, they did they win their they conference had, tournament? They, they were 
they, they had 13 wins going into the conference tournament. They were terrible. And then they won six straight games in the AAC tournament. And now they're, now they're the, the losingest team to, uh, to ever make the tournament. 40 That's losses. Nice. 40 losses, but they can win the championship. <laughs> and they're, and they're playing, they're, uh, they're in the Baton Rouge Regional. They're playing LSU on Friday. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I I'm, hoping, I, I, I'm hoping for that angry green wave to pull the upset. I think Sam Houston's in that regional, too. I think they're like a two or a three seed. I actually saw that. They are. But Sam Houston put up, like, monster numbers in their conference tournament. Well, I, 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 saw, I, don't remember, I don't remember the exact stat, but I, I saw, like, on Twitter, like, their, uh, their, baseball, their, their baseball team's account posted. It was the fifth inning. It was 18 to nothing in the fifth inning of the championship game. Well, I mean, Sam Houston's always been, like, a, like quietly decent team, like, especially from – the oh, they, they, they seem to be the tournament most years. Yeah, like, because I, I know every no, time I, we I play them, it's closer than uh, you our, uh, well, My freshman year, I remember there was a Tuesday night game. They no-hit us. Yeah, yeah, like, sticky good. But, yeah, I, I actually saw that because I think Caroline shared something about it on her Facebook. She's a she's a Bearcat alumni. So yeah. uh, my mom went there, too, actually, fun fact. <laughs> yeah. But, so we'll, we'll see them. Out. Them so, hi, Mom. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so good luck to the Aggies. Uh, first pitch will be at 9 if it's, like, the game is done before the time. If not, it'll be later on uh Just in time to catch first pitch after rehearsal dinner. It, everything's that's, lining up. That's right. Everything, everything's lining up. So, um, But on to uh, onto the music segment now, I think. Uh, so... Parker, we'll talk Parker McCollum today. If you're if you look closely at my hat, um, I'm I'm wearing the the OG Parker McCollum hat. Uh, they they haven't sold this one in a long time. Like this this one's from I think 2015 or 2016. Like way back in the day when I think you before, wore that hat when we went to see him in Waco. Oh, even before that. I mean, I had this hat even before that. This this hat has seen a lot of. We saw, a lot we of saw Parker things. McCollum back when he wasn't even the headliner. Oh yeah, no, like I mean, the first the first time I saw him, he was opening for Josh Abbott Band at Hurricane Harry's in 2016. Right, the first Pro- time I saw him uh, was 2019. It was senior year. We drove up to Waco from College Station, saw him open for Turnpike Troubadours before they broke up. Like right before they broke up. Yeah, and then we drove back, and it was really sketchy because it was like it was heavy foggy. fog, and yeah. I could not see the road <laughs> in front of me. And also, I was kind of tired. It was just, it was. We were, we, we were safe. Was it smart to drive back in that? No, but did we live? Yes. So yeah, yeah, we, we went slow. It was a concert. Was incredible. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, it was fine. We went slow enough, but. Um... I say it was fun because I wasn't driving, but, but I think it was fun. You know, we didn't die. So yeah, um, I think you were asleep in the passenger seat, and I was like freaking yeah. out. I was like, oh my god! I was like, I was like, but <laughs> like, don't yeah. crash, don't crash, don't crash. Yeah, well, I remember the fog. Yeah, it was it was a little creepy, but um, but yeah, Park Parker's got a new album out now. Uh, it's good. It's better than good. It's great. I like it. Um, but. I, w- I would even say some of the songs are kind of a return back to back to the Limestone Kid sound. You know, Parker McCollum, his nickname is the Limestone Kid. He's from, I, I live out here in Magnolia. He's from not too far away. Uh, for, he's from Conroe, Texas, which is um, north of Houston. 
uh, that road that he sings about, uh, he sings, you know, County Road 2854, it's, it's actually um, FM 2854. And he'll tell you that if you ask him about it, and that road is not too far from my house in Magnolia either. I drove down that road. But um, anyway, I would say his nickname, nickname is the Limestone Kid. That was the point that I originally made that led me into that segment. Uh, and a lot of his songs that have come out on this album, at least a couple of them, kind of returned to that original sound from that original album that was called The Limestone Kid. Uh, and it's the sound that a lot of his fans have kind of been wanting him to get back to because ever since he signed his record deal in Nashville, um, he's releasing a lot of great songs, but his sound had changed just a little bit. Everyone still likes all his music, but they're like, man, like, you know, the older songs are even better. And now, well, he's kind of went back to that. Um, especially with that song he has on there called Wheel. I think it's the last song on the album. And uh, it's where you really see the return to that sound. Um, the one that everybody kind of made him get big in the first place. And then uh, there's another one on there called uh, Things I Never Told You. And uh, you can tell it's kind of addressed to his mom because he's like, um, he talks about all the things he used to do that, that he never told her about, but she didn't know. He's like, I was hung over every time we were at church. I had Playboy magazine stashed in a Johnny Cash LP sleeve in my room. Uh, I had a dip can well hidden in my truck console. <laughs> like, if you uh, that that one's that one's a great one. Um, a lot of cool lines in that song. That's things and I, I never think he told waited you. a while, and then the statute of limitations on that stuff is up. So <laughs> yeah, so he's like. <laughs> Yeah, as a lawyer, that's that's calling our lawyer. Um, we I've been lawyered, statute limitations. But um, another another great one on there was uh, "Have Your Heart Again." That's also near the end of the album, but solid one as well. And you hear you hear a John Mayer influence on that one, kind of his singing style. Um, He's always he's always talked about John Mayer as being a major influence uh, in his songwriting and guitar playing ability, and just one of his favorite artists. So that's pretty cool that uh, you could see he's kind of um, taking a liking to his style and kind of incorporating that type of sound into his work. But uh, yo, Parker, if you ever want to be on the podcast, you should email me at uh, redhairedaggyshow@gmail.com. We're big fans. We also saw fans. you play at uh, a lot at the Dos Equis Pavilion in uh, Dallas, Texas, two summers at ago. The yeah, at the time that was at the, the time your largest show to. ever. We were like all the way in the back. It was a great time. Also went to your other largest show ever at the time when you sold out the Houston Rodeo. Uh, that was pretty cool. I was there for that one. I, I was at the rodeo this past year and the year before too. Um, I was also at Hurricane Harry's in 2016 when you're opening for Josh Abbott Band, playing for like 100 people, and that was pretty lit. Uh, I've seen, I've seen you, and I'm sure Colin, you were with me at at least one of the times where he played with Co Wetzel at an acoustic show at Harry's, um, and uh, numerous times in College Station. But yeah, so we're big Parker McCollum fans here on the the Red Dirt Eggy Show, and we've been with you from the beginning, buddy. Yeah, perhaps Parker um, McCollum is even best known for being cousin of uh, former Aggie center Ryan McCollum. Oh, yeah, you know, I always forget that. 
I think that's actually like true too. Like I thought it was a joke at first when he said that, but then I was like, wait a minute, no, they actually. Are no, it really is. And Ryan yeah, McCollum, I know. I know. Ryan McCollum, and, and uh, some of the Aggie football team around like 2018 through 2020, like that time, mm-hmm. they used to go hang out on Parker's t- uh, tour bus when he came and played yeah, at Hurricane Harry. Sick tour bus. Um, I think he just got another like new one recently too. It's the thing's sweet. It's like a, it's like nicer than my house. <laughs> <laughs> but um the uh he he's got a his brother um Tyler Tyler McCollum as well also a very talented songwriter he's got some music out there as well so check him out on Spotify if you haven't yet he's actually the one who wrote I think it was Galveston Bay he wrote that one and then one other one on the, one or two other ones on the first album Galveston Four Bay and Meet Me in the Middle will always be certified bangers yeah, Meet You in the Middle uh, was one of the first, like, big hits, for sure, off that first album. S- still a certified banger, for sure. A Red, Red Dirt Aggie Show, certified banger. Oh, there's no, oh, certified banger. I don't know, I need, like, an air horn. I, I think that would be better than a pause. But We can edit that in later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get on that later. But uh, thanks for listening to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Uh, I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie, and that over and I'm there Colin is, Luna, the guest. That over there is Colin Luna, the guest, the the co-best man, the best man. Big Dallas Stars fan. He's got his Stars hat on. Yeah. Uh, I got my Astros jersey on. We support the Astros on this podcast as well as the Dallas Stars. Yeah, he didn't say anything. All right. Um, he hates the Astros, but um, the Stars, so it balanced out. <laughs> That's true. I do like this. I like the stars too. I'll support the stars until Houston gets a hockey team. Um, so, as always, Giga, my God bless. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Red Dirt Eggy Show.